The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people, live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Here to set you free. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. And in this hour, just you, just me, your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns. Get in line now to call me, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. You can tweet, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Facebook, like our fan page, facebook.com forward slash The Leslie Marshall Show. Or send us an email. Go to the website, lesliemarshallshow.com. An architect, an architect, excuse me, an architect, I need that vacation next week, an architect of anti-immigration efforts who says he is advising Donald Trump, the president-elect, said the new administration could push ahead and rapidly on construction of a U.S.-Mexico border wall without seeking immediate congressional approval. Now, I want to remind you, Republicans have said, ah, it's more of a fence. I also want to remind you that Donald Trump at 60 Minutes said he's open to offense in some places a wall and others. Obviously, no specifics. What a surprise. And today on Fox News Channel, while I was sitting waiting to go on, there was a man who was a head, one of the heads of border security. And he said the fence doesn't work. And he's not even sure a wall will. And do you want to know why? Because the drug lords have already been building tunnels for years, fearing a bigger fence or wall. In other words, they're a step ahead. But, and I also want to remind you, I've got to say, I've got to say, I've got to say, if if, if I sound redundant because I've said it before, I apologize. The 19 hijackers on 9-11 did not come through Mexico. The influx of immigrants coming from Mexico has greatly declined. President Obama has deported more than 2 million people, largely a criminal element. Donald Trump's numbers of 2 to 3 million are nowhere near accurate. We don't even have 2 million people in our entire incarceration system in the United States of America. If people who are here illegally were, were to commit a crime or have a criminal record or background, and are that easy to find and deport, don't you think the last president or two or three would have done it? In other words, easier said than done. In addition, it doesn't stop immigrants coming here on work visas or student visas, which a lot of that number um, you know, eats up. And we don't have the resources, physically or financially, to just track down all these individuals and set the record straight. We have a backlog of four plus years in our immigration courts and Congress doesn't want to give more money. And remember, these people don't have legal representation. Uh, We don't have the money to deport en masse the number of people or the fake number that he is coming up with. And it doesn't stop immigrants from coming into this country uh, in containers that are coming through the ports here in California and elsewhere on our Uh, east and west borders. It also doesn't stop people from sneaking in through the Canadian border. The list goes on. In addition to that, 
May I remind you, the majority of crimes committed in the United States are committed by American-born. The majority of people in our prisons are white. The majority of mass shootings were committed by Americans, whether born here or not, and that includes terrorist attacks. None of those people came here through Mexico. So that wall is to say, see, I told you I'd big it, that, build it. That wall to me is, you know, like the guy who has a big con- a gun or in Bobby Deerfield, a big sports car. The movie Bobby Deerfield years ago, Al Pacino's character said, you know, a guy with a big sports car, it's just an extension of his penis. And, and, and quite frankly, I say that because I think that's what it's about, that bravado, like, you know, I built a big wall, I have a big penis. And the reality is that wall is not going to keep us safer. And I must remind you, that ISIS is coming through the computer into the minds of people who are angry and who feel disenfranchised. And after the election of this man, that's going to get worse. Sorry, it will, if we don't stop this. So that wall doesn't stop the mind. It doesn't stop the propaganda. It doesn't stop the recruitment through that computer by ISIS. Now, I continue. Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, who helped write tough immigration laws in Arizona and elsewhere, said in an interview that Trump's policy advisors also discussed drafting a proposal for his consideration to reinstate a registry for immigrants from Muslim countries. Let's go. Muslims live in every country in the world. Muslims have been here before the 1800s and fought in our civil war here in the United States. Now to say that you're going to have a special registry for immigrants from Muslim countries is also asinine again, and let me tell you why. We already have a vetting process. Do we need to improve it? Probably. But there are countries that are Muslim, like Iran or Syria, But there are also countries that are Muslim, like Turkey, or countries that have a lot of Muslims, like the UK, Germany, just to name a few. I think most of us think as Muslim, as, you know, a Muslim country, uh, as, you know, Pakistan or Iraq. And by the way, there are Christians and Jews in all of those Muslim countries, not in the numbers. There are Muslims. One, two. This is scary because this is a religious litmus test. And for people that don't like likening to Hitler, do your homework, read your history. This is how it started, my friend. And in addition to that, we sometimes cannot fill certain voids in science or medicine. And if you go to MIT, I'm from Boston, and I challenge you, walk into a classroom, and Americans don't fill up the classrooms. Oh, they're there. But no offense, We're not the brightest stars in the sky all the time, folks. And so we take the brightest stars from the sky known as our world, from China, Pakistan, and other countries, to educate them and then to have them enter our workforce so that we have the best and brightest physicians, so that we have the best and brightest working in Silicon Valley, or for our government to build the finest weaponry to truly keep us safe. Now, that would stop, wouldn't it? 
Now, you might say, no, 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 it wouldn't, it's not a ban on Muslims or from Muslim countries. But think about this. If you have a registry for immigrants from Muslim countries, what are you saying? If you're from a Muslim country, we believe you're Muslim. Ergo, we think you're bad, and we're going to have a registry. Let me point something else out. What good is a registry? We can't keep track of the people here on a work visa or a student visa. So what are we saying? That if you're from a Muslim country and you're a Christian, you're treated that way. If you're if you're a Muslim from a non-Muslim country, you're not. I mean, seriously, this, this makes no sense. Now, Kobach, the media reports, um, says is a key member of Trump's transition team. He had participated in regular conference calls with about a dozen Trump immigration advisors for two to three months now, and the Trump transition team did not respond to requests for confirmation of this guy's role. The president-elect is not committed to following any specific recommendations for advisory, from advisory groups. Hey, this is a guy who's not even going to live in the White House. Good luck if we have a 9-11 happen. How do you sit down in the war room with your Joint Chiefs of Staff? But I digress. Trump scoured an upset victory, as you know, last week over Hillary Clinton, and he made building that wall on the U.S.-Mexican border a central issue of his campaign. He has pledged to step up immigration enforcement against our 11 million undocumented immigrants. He also said he supports extreme vetting of Muslims entering the United States. Let me tell you, as a national security measure, let me tell you what he's doing within our borders to screw our security. And let me tell you what he's doing within our borders to screw business owners. Do not laugh. The day after the election, gun sales plummeted, and small business owners and gun shops are worried. Because, see, the threat of gun control is good for gun sales and manufacturers. Smith & Wesson and other gun manufacturers, their stocks are in the toilet and have been since Donald Trump won. There you go. You got your Second Amendment. Nobody's coming to take your guns, and nobody's going to combine your guns, which means you've got to fire people. Hello, job growth under Donald Trump. In addition... Farmers, those in the agricultural sector who need somebody to pick that lettuce and pick those grapes. And by the way, white boy who screams that every Mexican's taking your job, you're a lion sack of you know what, because you will not get on your knees and pick those grapes for less than minimum wage, which is what most undocumented workers receive. You also don't want to increase the minimum wage, and it won't be under Trump because people make too much money. So, by the way, watch the movie A Day Without a Mexican. Although it is a joke, it is a reality. These undocumented workers make up over 3% of our population. Think about how that. They contribute to our restaurants, our gas stations, Target, 99-cent store, supermarkets, coffee shops, all of the businesses that you own and work in. That's going to hurt our economy. But let's talk about safety. Today here in Los Angeles, the police department said they will not listen to Donald Trump and his neo-Nazi stormtroopers, and they will not just start, you know, stopping people. They will not stop somebody simply because they are or they believe they may be undocumented. If they commit a crime, obviously, you know, you run, you know, you run a red light or, you know, you shoot somebody. Yes. However, they will not. And l- let me tell you what he said. With what they are doing, this is taking them backwards with regard to law enforcement. And here's why. And this will happen on a, a city level, a county level, a state level, and a national level. And I said this before. After 9-11, it took years, years for the FBI and law enforcement to get the Muslim community to trust them, to have a conversation, 
and to report others in their community who might be on the verge of terrorism. In Los Angeles, undocumented workers constantly tip the police or identify or, you know, are witness to crimes, and all those people are going to shut their mouths. That doesn't make us safer. That becomes very irresponsible. So let me ask you some questions. One, will Trump's extreme vetting of immigrants make us safer or, like I just pointed out, more at risk? And what does extreme vetting mean to you? To me, it's a pretty PC phrase for racial profiling. Remember that anti-PC guy, Trump? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Will the National Registry of All Immigrants lead to abuse of people entering our country? How about abuse of people already here? If somebody sees somebody with a hijab, they assume they're not from here. Got enough idiots and ignoramuses out there. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Will they be followed and scrutinized everywhere they go by law enforcement? What kind of a country treats its citizens this way? You didn't want a military state. You didn't want a nanny state. What the hell are you going to get? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Where does Trump plan to get all the resources? I forget to mention that part. The money to build his wall, ban Muslims, round up immigrants, at the same time cutting taxes across the board. Economists estimate the wall alone will cost 15 to $25 billion. It doesn't add up. He doesn't have the money. Oh, unless it's going to be paid for by you and me. 888-6-LESLIE. Oh, and if he didn't pay taxes, we shouldn't have to, right? 888-653-7543. Now, once Trump begins this true vetting process, will this lead to an increase in hatred and attacks on Muslims and Hispanics? We've already started to see that happening. Do you think this will only lead to more once we green light racial profiling? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And I mentioned... Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, who's advising Trump and said the new administration could push ahead rapidly on construction of the wall and not even seek congressional approval. Is this how things are going to work in our government or just in Trump's mind? Didn't they just spend eight years accusing Obama of, uh, of overreaching and, you know, you overusing his authority, extending his authority with the executive orders? What the hell is this? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Is Trump going to self-fund his wall? Congress would need to approve the use of taxpayers' money. You know Trump's not going to pay for it, and Mexico isn't either. 8886-LESLIE. Now, suppose Trump does ban all Muslims from coming into the United States, which multiple U.S. immigration law experts says can be done because of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952. What effects will this have on us economically and with international security? Do you know what? Did you see what ISIS uh, uh, put out? ISIS tweeted. Did you see what they tweeted? Trump being elected and his hatred of Muslims will help us gain more supporters. Scare, scared they're right. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Will, tr- will Trump's attempt to build a wall deport 2 to 3 million people from our country, hello, stop Muslims from entering our country, ultimately plague his presidency, and actually consume too much of his administration's time when all you guys wanted that voted for him, I'm hoping most of you are not hate-filled and racist. I hope most of you were just hoping he'd get get you jobs or get you cheaper health health care. With, you know, building a wall and deporting people and banning people is going to take a lot of time and money. Sorry, those jobs are going to have to hold, right? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. 
And will Trump's wall end up being nothing more than a bolstering of certain fenced areas? We've already seen that no matter what is in their way, people will come across the border one way or another. You build a 50-foot wall, they tunnel underneath. Build a 50-foot wall and 50 feet underneath, they'll use 60-foot ladders. By the way, Rick Perry even said this, and he is a, was a governor of a border state. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And Trump is also considered commuting to work by helicopter from his penthouse in New York to the White House. Good or bad idea? I predicted this, remember? Good or bad idea? And where will our president be when quick decisions need to be made about his own security? Is he going to piss away more tax dollars to secure Trump Towers? Is that where the paycheck he's not taking going? And by the way, he's putting everybody who lives in that building at risk. That's one of the reasons you have the White House. The only people living there are the first family. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back with your calls right after this. Join me now, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Don't go away. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. The wall, a ban on Muslims coming from, or a ban coming from people coming from Muslim countries. Will any of this truly keep us safer? Let's go to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go to Elise in Richmond, Virginia, line one, listening on iHeartRadio. Hi, Elise. Good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Uh, it has been really stressful out here in Virginia because um, I don't know other Hispanic people like myself, so... Uh, for starters, um, uh, if if people happen to know someone who's Hispanic and you're in a place that is not predominantly Hispanic, uh, please be kind to them. I I would agree. You can move here to Southern California. <laughs> we have lots of you, Elise, and we 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 not only embrace but the state. And, and, and the government and the police and the people are, for the most part, vowing to uh, protect everybody. Yeah, I, I saw that um, of the LAPD, and uh, I I was really inspired by that. That's Elise, great. can you hold on, sweetie? i got to take a break. I'm sorry I didn't realize so close to break. Sure. Coming right back to you. I'm not hanging up. I want you to be able to make okay, a comment. Okay, that's fine. Okay, hang on. We'll be right back with you and more right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. in Richmond, Virginia, on line one. Elise, please uh, continue. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, so uh, obviously I hate the idea of the wall. However, I think that if he actually starts the wall, um, uh, it is going to be good in bringing him down because it's going to cause so many problems. First of all, the cost of building the wall 
um, uh, is based on, uh, you know, pie-in-the-sky ideas of what construction costs. And uh, let's remember that um, undocumented immigrants play a large part in construction. So remove all of those people, and suddenly, you know, your costs of construction are really going to skyrocket. So that wall is going to be astronomically expensive and ineffectual, um, and it's also going to make uh, Mexico go ahead and proceed with its plans to become less dependent on American goods. And so it's really going to hurt the U.S. economically in a bunch of different ways. See, I'm, t- I'm torn on that. Sooner- I'm, I'm not torn on the wall, but I'm, I'm torn on this, Elise, and I'm being honest, okay? Mm-hmm. I live here. I have kids. This is my country. I was born here. I love my country, and I love my fellow Americans. So I don't really want the next four years to be a disaster on one hand, but on the other hand, I want it to be so disastrous because I want people who elected this idiot to pay for what they did, even if I have to hurt in the process. You know what yeah. I mean? So a lot of what I, you're saying I, I agree all, with and I, and I fear and hope for at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 I think it won't be until people start feeling some pain that they're going to say, oh, my God, what did we do? You know, right now they're all so hopeful. Oh, Trump is going to do this. Trump's going to create jobs. You know, I mean, look back to what we had, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Well, it was people from, you know, Oklahoma or Kentucky or whatever going out to work in the fields in California and living in tents. Is that the life they want to go back to? Um, Because right now that's the life that I see they're going to get. All right. Thank you uh, very much for the call, Elise, and I hope that you will okay. uh, call us again. This is a friendly space thanks, for all thanks people. Thanks for hearing me. All right. Bye. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Manny in Massachusetts, Line 2, listening on WHMP Radio. Hey, Manny, good afternoon. Oh, Manny, we're gonna call, can we put Manny on hold to come back to him? His phone's going in and out. We'll come back to Manny in a minute uh, because his phone's going out. Let's go to um, Doug in Washington, Line 4, listening to our stream via speaker, Spreaker, a division of iHeartRadio. Hey, Doug, good afternoon. Uh, hi, Leslie. Thank you for having me on. Uh, no, the wall will not work, and banning Muslim, Muslims will not work either. That's called living in fear. The only thing will work uh, that will work is love. Reaching out to uh, anybody who's afraid, and and when somebody's talking about building a wall and somebody's talking about banning Muslims, what that's saying is I am afraid. And the only cure for fear, the only cure for fear is love. When we reach out to Republicans and we reach out to Democrats and we reach out to Independents and we say, regardless of the differences that we have and regardless of the problems that we're having, in some way I want to say I love you. I care about you, and I want the best for you. That is the only way that we start to unite, and that is the only way that we start moving towards a better world. We have to say to each other, in spite of our differences, I love you. Can I, can, Doug, um, I, I do agree with, uh, with that to a point, and, and the reason I say that is um, I've seen the difference in children uh, that have gone through the foster care system and that have been maybe hurt and or felt hated, and then somebody loves them. And although it can be a tough time in that transition, um, that love can make a difference with human beings. But in all honesty, how can you love an Assad or a Putin or ISIS 
and can you uh, really change that? Now, now, before you answer, if we love and don't hate a young man right now who is among us, who feels disenfranchised, who feels angry, who feels like a loser, and who is on his computer and friends in ISIS are telling him how great they can help him to be, I agree that love can stop that person from becoming a terrorist. I really do believe that. But the, yeah. problem, the problem is the message that's been sent, not just by Donald Trump's rhetoric, but by the election of this man, is that half of this nation, or nearly half of this nation, want hate to triumph over love and want to hate these people with brown skin, with a different religion, who dress differently, who have an accent, who speak a different language. And that is, that, that is completely contrary to what you're saying, and that, I believe, is very dangerous. So two things. One, how do you love ISIS? And two, how can we convince people that half this country loves them when the other half with this vote sent a message that they don't? Well, uh, what we have to understand is when when somebody hates somebody else, who they really hate is themselves. To hate another person is to hate myself. To love another person is to love myself. When somebody gets so deep into that darkness of hating others and hating self, it is very hard to help them reconnect with the love that's still in them. We're born loving creatures. We're all born with love in us. It's in our DNA. We're born social and cooperative. We're group survivors. And we have to realize that every hurtful event buries that love a little bit. And it takes a little more love to reach into a person's, say, their heart and say, you still have a heart. There's still love in you. It's still there. Listen to that loving voice that's still inside of you, not the hateful voice. Listen to the loving voice that's still inside of you. And let the tears of that pain out. Whoever hurts you, let the tears of that pain out and reconnect with the loving heart that's still inside of you. Well, Doug, it's very, it's very well said, and I know some uh, conservatives uh, laugh at uh, the liberal uh, you know, talk like that, but um, I think there's a, a lot of merit to it, and I hope if one person um, stops uh, hating. I want to just say something very quickly. Thank you, Doug, for your call. You're welcome. You, years ago, I was watching Oprah Winfrey. And um, there was a white man on who was a racist. He called himself a racist. And his daughter dated and got pregnant by a black man. The relationship ended. And he's like, I don't want that N-word in my house, you know, that half-breed and everything. But his, his daughter had nowhere else to go. So he let her stay there. But as soon as that, that damn thing's born, I want you out. And when the baby was born, he fell in love with her. And they brought her out on stage, and she ran over to her grandfather rather than her mom. And he said, Oprah Winfrey, a black woman, said to this man who was a racist, who was in the KKK, had tattoos. He showed tattoos. And that um, he thought anybody black was stupid and N-word or whatever. And, and he said uh, that he believes that racism can be wiped out with love because that one child, he fell in love with her and therefore can no longer hate who she is and all the people who have that skin color. And I thought it was a beautiful thing, and uh, I do believe that uh, Doug is onto something there, unfortunately, 
Just about half of our nation feels that way. Let's go to Robert in Albuquerque, listening on KABQ on Line 5. Uh, good afternoon, Robert. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for taking my call, Leslie. Um, I wanted to uh, say something about the election. Um, I I just feel, I mean, I've heard all the explanations uh, on the news media, on talk radio shows, everywhere, on the computer, about how Donald Trump won this election. But I'm not convinced. My wife thinks I'm crazy. But um, And it sounds like I'm from, like, Alex Jones from out of left field. But is it possible that um, all these counties that voted for Obama in Wisconsin and Michigan, and even some in Virginia, though, though Hillary won Virginia, and in Pennsylvania, switched and all of a sudden went red, tells me that is it possible that this could be some sort of uh, cyber attack from the Russians to actually, I mean, what's so hard to believe? You have you you, you do a vote on a on a computer, basically, all those tabulations go into the state house somewhere in every state, and the computer reads them. Um, you know, I, I know it sounds like a, you know I'm, I'm I'm reaching here, but and it's a conspiracy theory. But I, I, there's a little part of me that still thinks that's that's probable. Uh, okay, all right. Um, uh, I I hear you. I wish, <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Although there we um, thank you for the call. We do have one member of the electoral college, by the way, who's uh, who said he he is not going to cast his vote uh, for Donald Trump. There was an interview uh, with him, and then I looked it up, and it was online. Um, let's uh, continue with the calls. 8886-LESLIE. Um, let's go next to Michael in – where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Sorry, guys. I go up and down, uh, go up and down, go up and down. Well, I, here I am. Hey, Michael. There you are. Michael in the Bronx, line three. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Answering your two questions, the war – and banning Muslims, it will not make us safer. In fact, it's going to get a hell of a lot worse, and it's not by these Muslims or Mexicans, but by the very people that you and many of your other um, previous studious um, callers pointed out, the hate that is going on. Those are perpetrating the racial hatred that has been going on. Even here in New York State, I don't know if you're aware of, our own governor, Andrew Cuomo, had to set up a special hotline for people to report incidents of bias or discrimination. And he was being mild about it, but we've seen and heard the swastikas going on, the bullying that's going on in schools, the attacks towards people of color. And, yes, reminding everybody, I am African-American, I'm doggone scared because it seems to be a, a rhetoric going on that any and every dark um, complexion person could be viewed as a Muslim, as an enemy, or as you had pointed out, that N-word that um, the guest was on Oprah. But the thing is that's so scary also is that if you come, when you count four or even eight years down the line, I don't even want to go that far, but just the idea that if people have had enough of what was going on and then they decide to vote Democrat again, and you see the election results going at a big landslide like back in the Obama election, you have some kind of Republican that said, no, the 
the results must be wrong, and they want to cry to the Supreme Court to have it overturned and have them step in like Bush v. Gore. The thing that really upsets me also, Leslie, is that these people who voted for Trump, they're going to call themselves the champions of patriotic America because USA, USA, but yet they cannot uh, respect and abide by the Constitution, the law, and respect the rights of others. They want to call themselves the champions of Christian morals and family values, but they want to turn to hate and don't know how to love. They think they're just above everybody else. My answer to them, I know they're right-wingers are listening, so let me answer that in the words and perhaps in the voice of their hero, Donald Trump. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. All right. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the call. Taking a break. Are we taking a break or one more call? We're taking a break. We'll be back right after this. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome, welcome back. Are we going back to Manny, Massachusetts? Is he still with us, guys? Let's do that on line two, listening on WHMP Radio. Hey, Manny, hope we have a better connection. Good afternoon. Uh, am I coming in good? Yes. All right. Um, first thing I want to say is that when you make people feel like they're not part of the community and that they don't have a stake in the community, you have what's going on in Belgium. Second of all, I think this wall is just going to be a Donald Trump Star Wars project. A lot of money, not a lot done. And third of all, I think that all the money he's going to spend within the tax cuts, building the wall and rebuilding bridges and airports and, and whatnot is going to, um, he's going to put it off the books like Bush did, and then the next president is going to get stuck with it. And I think that if you think Muslims are so dangerous, you got to raise them, how come you can't raise their guns? <laughs> uh, good points. All right. Thank you, Manny. Appreciate it. And thank you for your patience in uh, getting uh, that you. clear line for us to hear each other. Uh, let's go to Reggie on line one. Uh, Reggie is listening on Spreaker to our stream. Good afternoon. How you doing? Happy hump day to you and yours as well, Leslie. Well, I said it to you before yesterday with your guest in the second hour of the show yesterday, and I'll say it to you again. How exactly the hell is he going to build this wall? First of all, he doesn't. he can't do it. Secondly, he doesn't have the money or the funds and resources in order to do it. The only good thing about it would be job creation. The problem is, like other contractors he's hired, he can't pay them. Right, and thirdly, he can't. How is he going to run every single Muslim American in this country, let alone this, this whole entire Well, he didn't say he was doing that, although I'm sure there are some people out there that would love that. But that's right. not that's not happening. As a matter of fact, I encourage Muslims to. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I've spoken to groups, and people have been like, you know, what can we do? So people, you know, you know, we protest against these attacks. You know, we come out. Uh, you know, I said you got to be a part of the community. You got to go to the PTA, and I said you got to be vocal. You got to run for office, get politically involved, and I said you got to procreate like hell because right. when you get to a percentage, London has a Muslim mayor, and London has almost fifteen percent of their population is muslim right okay so what do they have political 
and economic power. And when you have power, there's power in numbers, it's reality. When you have power, the Jews never would have been targeted by Hitler had they been a much larger percentage of the population. I mean, that's that, that's a reality. I mean, it's easy to try and oppress people who, in, in Hitler's uh, time with the Jewish population in Germany, uh, was approximately 1% of the population. It's uh, between 1.6 and 2% for Muslims here in the United States, depending on what facts and figures you're looking at uh, and who you believe. Um, but, you know, and, and quite frankly, Hispanics are already doing it. You know, they're, you know, the, the you know, God love the Pope saying don't put a sock on it. For that, right. for that community and for, quite frankly, and for more rational-minded people from where I sit. Right. And what do we do about all these hate crimes in this country? I mean, like you said, you got kids afraid of going to school now. Do they have to be escorted by security to or from school, you know, from elementary school all the way to college? I mean, how is that going to work out? I'm, I don't know. Um, I really, I really don't. I can't answer that. I, I, I don't know anything that I don't know if anything he says is true, and I just um, have a hard time speaking to anything that he has proposed. Um, there's really no mention of how it's going to be done, and it would seem even in everything he said he's going to do is watered down now. Um, and the people that he has put in charge, unfortunately, there are a couple of them that have very, very seriously nasty pasts with regard to immigration and people who are not white. Uh, thank you for the call, Reggie. Um, do we have more calls, guys, or uh, should I go to uh, – so, okay, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to go to some tweets here. Um, Joe says, remove the food source and the mice leave. Now, Joe may have said it in a nasty way, but Joe is partially right. What bothers me is that for decades – Democrat or Republican didn't give a rat's ass about how many undocumented workers we had because corporations were paying taxes, giving them fake Social Security numbers or just paying taxes for them under their tax ID number in order to have the cheap labor. In other words, politicians looked the other way so corporate America could make more money on the backs of these people. People in Mexico, didn't come to the United States because they felt like going through the hell that it takes to get here. They came to the United States because there were jobs. There were jobs available. Menial labor for very low wages, long hours, one or no days off. And they were willing to do that. By the way, many in Mexico, especially in the workforce, uh, the the blue-collar workforce, already do that. So they also believed, I'm going to tell you a story. I lived in Mexico for a few months before I was almost deported because I didn't have papers (laughs) Uh, years ago. And I met a woman on the beach who had like 19 kids and 10 grandkids and the the kids are all running around. And she was sweet. And I speak very bad English, uh, Spanish, and she speaks very bad English. And uh, she basically asked me three questions, and here they were, and she was not joking. One, do all the women look like Marilyn Monroe? And I said, well, do I? Two, do the men wear white wigs? Because she had seen a picture of George Washington. And three, are the streets really paved with gold? A lot of the people who came here believed that the streets were paved with gold and believed what they saw Hollywood portraying America as. They wanted a better life, and they thought they'd get it. And some of them live the same or worse than if they had stayed in Mexico. I'm Leslie Marshall. 
We'll be back tomorrow. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you to Mark and Andrew. Have a good afternoon meeting.